Hello and welcome to the Jeffrey podcast. My name is Gordon and I'm here with my brother John. Hello. And we will be talking through the career and albums of our featured artist. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter as Jeffrey Podcast. We create a playlist as we go along of our favourite tracks and use that to rank the albums as well. They can be found on Spotify. So John, today is Fiona Apple, who was your choice. Yeah. Why, why did you choose Fiona Apple? Well, because I like Fiona Apple. I think she's really interesting uh, musician, creative person, and I totally fancy her. Excellent. And how did you first discover her? I don't really know. I just became aware of her at some point in the 90s. I was At the time, I was going to America quite a lot for work, and she seemed to be talked about quite a lot in America at the time. I think she was going out with the magician David Blaine at the time, and perhaps I, I, I knew of David Blaine, so I don't know if it was through that or not. I, I'm not entirely sure. She was just talked about a lot during that period around the sort of late 90s, and I think I just therefore heard her here and there. And the more I heard of what she did, what she was doing, the more I thought it was uh, really interesting. So I sort of slowly started listening to her. It's not a particularly exciting story. What about you? I didn't really know anything about her until I started listening to her this for this podcast. Because I made you do it. Yeah, yeah. So obviously I'd heard of her and I knew sort of cool people liked her, which made me think there's not really much point in me listening. So um, I hadn't really bothered um, until now. I mean, there is a certain coolness about her and I think a part of that comes from the fact that she is quite a quite an inventive and creative person and she's also got she's 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 quite a compelling character as well she's quite charismatic and she's quite interesting so i guess i guess she's sort of a bit of a darling of the music press would that be fair to say a little bit yeah i I think so i think in a way she reminds me of someone of henry rollins right doesn't look like henry rollins no no but henry rollins basically just speaks his mind and he just seems like a normal, reasonable bloke. And then the music press have him as some kind of genius because he's just quite sensible and says sensible things. And I think Fiona Apple's a bit like that. She just she's just quite honest and open and speaks her mind. And she does sound like you know she does sound like a nice person. And she has sort of fairly sensible views. Yeah, I think that's that's a good good point. And and she. She is. She does come across as quite reasonable, but she also does things her own way. I mean, she's only done five albums uh, across a career of span of twenty odd years. She, as far as I know, she lives in Santa Monica or, or somewhere in on in the sort of LA region. Shares a flat with Zelda Holman, which is quite unusual for somebody in her position to have a a flatmate. If I had her money, I think I would be uh, kicking everybody out. But uh, there is something quite sort of just normal and and sensible, as you say about her but it's coupled with this kind of musical or genius is kind of an, an overused word but this is certainly very interesting and and fascinating brilliant singer i think and and really interesting musician so there is something quite compelling about the character the, the, about the way she just does things her own way yeah i think so i did that's something that, that came across certainly with the gaps of the albums the albums she's obviously just sending them when she thinks she's ready because i mean it's it's three years for the second album, which is more normal. But then it's, um, I think, seven, then six, and then eight years, which is obviously a lot more than you would expect. Yeah, they're pretty big gaps between albums. But as you say, I think she just does it at her own pace when she's ready and she's got the, the songs that she's happy with. A lot of the albums do feel like they are ma- mostly her own work. You know, and s- Some of them feel like it is really just her pulling it all together pretty much on her own, which I don't think was entirely true at the beginning but has increasingly become the case. So yeah, I think she just does it when she's ready, when she wants, when she's got something to say. And and I kind of really admire that attitude of just, just doing it her own way, doing her own thing. I don't have much biographical detail. I know she did make a, a demo tape. I think she had something like 78 or 79 of them printed or recorded. And the first one hit the spot and got her a record deal. She's apparently still got the other 70-odd under a bed or in her attic or whatever. But... That spawned Tidal from 1996, her debut album. What do you think about this one? Well, I think considering how young she was, I think it's incredibly impressive. I think Sleep to Dream, famously the, the, the lead single, she wrote when she was 17 or something. And I think it's a, you know, a brilliant start to an album, really kind of 
interesting song and it, it kind of showcases her sort of angry side which i really quite like when she gets a bit edgy although the song itself i think kind of runs out of steam a little bit it's not not quite enough and i think sometimes she is slightly guilty of having kind of unfinished songs so i think that's a really really powerful start and then you can hear on things like the second track sullen girl you can hear just just how brilliant her singing is and her piano playing is and just kind of how emotional she can sort of come across I think there's a couple of really good songs in there which are kind of more more obviously a bit more commercial like criminal and then I kind of think it dips a little bit in the middle it seems to sort of like get a little bit samey maybe a little bit dull in the middle and then I think it ends really strongly again with a couple of really really big lads at the end which I, I really really like so I think it's a bit of a patchy album it shows an enormous amount of talent and promise but isn't quite satisfying a few unfinished tracks a couple of couple of sort of dull moments what do you think? Yeah, um, I, I, I do think it's patchy as well. I think a lot, most of the songs I think are a bit too long. Um, even the good songs. I mean, C- Criminal is a good example because it is, the, you know, the first half of it is really good, and then it just ends in a mess. And there are, I think, a few quite weak songs on here as well. But I think it's sort of it's half a good album in the fact, you know, the tracks are too long, and there's a few just tracks that I would just get rid of altogether. But yeah, I think it's half marks from me for this one. Fair enough. I think it's similar to what we're, what I'm saying, I think. We may not necessarily be picking out the same songs as the highlights, but I think, yeah, sort of. I, I like the first four songs and the last two, but sort of between that, I kind of feel they're a little bit weaker. What what would you pick out as your top songs? You mentioned Criminal. Okay, so, so my favourite song, I think, is Carrion. Okay. And then I would be picking one of... Sleep to Dream, which I think is quite good. There is Criminal, but as I said, I think it does end in a real mess. Um, and the last the, the last sort of minute or two of it isn't good. And I also like The Child Is Gone. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because The Child Is Gone is probably my least favourite track on there. But the other two, I totally agree with you. Carrion is definitely my favourite. And I think that showcases the other side of her. So Sleep to Dream has got that kind of edgier side. But Carrion is that kind of much more intimate ability she's got to come across. She's very communicative, I think. You really kind of feel like sometimes it's almost uncomfortable how close to her soul you kind of almost feel. And I think she's really starting to do that on Carrion. Mm. So I, I would go Carrion and Sleep to Dream would be yeah. the two I would pick, the sort of beginning and end of the album. They're the two I would pick. Oh, well, there we go. Didn't didn't expect that to be so simple. Carrion, I think, is probably the exception to the songs being too long as well. I think it is a an obvious an obvious final track. You know, the ones that do go on a little bit, but it's it still is strong. And despite being almost the longest song, funnily uh, enough. Yes, it's not far off. Yeah. Although a lot of them are all in that area, aren't they? That sort of not, not quite, quite six, six minutes. minutes. Yeah. Okay, so we've chosen those two. That's good. Uh, uh, it's very interesting for me to hear your views on this because I know uh, Fiona Apple is new to you, plus I know she's not your cup of tea. So it is interesting to yeah. to, to hear where, where we agree and where we don't agree. Have you got any ideas of where do you think I'm going to go on this? No, no. Okay. I haven't. I'm intrigued, but I, I, I don't know. So, shall we skip to album two? Yep. So this is 1999, which is, the short title is When the Porn, and the long title, you'll have to do some editing here, perhaps. When the porn hits the conflicts, he thinks like a king, what he knows throws the blows. When he goes to the flight, and he'll win the whole thing, for he enters the ring, there's no body to... <laughs> I might have to start again. When the pawn hits the conflicts, he thinks like a king, what he knows, throws the blows. When he goes to the fight, and he'll win the whole thing, for he enters the ring, there's no body to batter, when your mind is your might. So when you go solo, you hold your own hand and remember that depth is the greatest of heights, and if you know where you stand, then you know where to land, and if you fall it won't matter, cause you'll know that you're right. Which was a poem, she wrote, in response to criticism that she got from the first album or of criticism about parts of the first album she sort of responded with that poem and then was obviously criticized for calling an album after an entire poem yeah but you know it's just an album title and they, and she has shortened it as well yeah i i'm not that keen I, I do actually quite like the poem but i'm not that particularly keen on an album title being so unwieldy i think it's a bit gimmicky it is a bit gibbicky, and she kind of, I think, does it again, doesn't she, with another really long yeah. title. But because she hasn't done it at this point, I kind of, I quite like it. But doing it again then just seems a bit silly. But yeah, As, yeah, it's perhaps you're right there. Perhaps if it had just been a one-off, but because she repeats the trick, I thought, oh come on. Yeah. So 
what about this album? Well, I think this is a massive step forward. I, I really like it. I think this is a much stronger album across the board. There's, you know, most of the songs I really like. I think some of them are absolutely stunning. I think it's a, a much more complete album. It, it just feels a lot, a lot more cleverly put together. Much, the songwriting, I think, has improved a lot. Everything feels a bit more rounded and structured and, and complete. Uh, there's a couple of really good, strong singles on there as well. A couple of good pop pop numbers but still the sort of the real depth is there but it's not where, where it kind of felt a little bit boring sometimes on the first album it doesn't feel like that on this one to me this feels a, a, a lot more accomplished what do you think yeah i think i pretty much agree i think this is really strong really good album she has the, the songs are a little bit shorter as well as being better so i think you don't really get bored there's only one track i don't like oh which one's that i know the last track okay Everything else I like. I think it's really strong, good, consistent throughout. Okay. So what would be the tracks that you would pick? I would pick Paper Bag and A Mistake. Okay. Well, Paper Bag was one of the singles of, of the album, as long, as long, along with Fast As You Can. And Paper Bag, for a while, was my favourite. And I do think it's a very strong example of how once you can write that more commercial song. So I'm very happy for that to go on. Yeah, it's got very nice brass brass on it. It's definitely one of my favourites, along with Get Gone, which is the penultimate track. And my favourite track is To Your Love, which I think, the second track, which I think is absolutely stunning. So I'd really kind of want that to be on there. Um, I guess so. I mean, I, I've got it as one of, in fact, that's my, one of my lower ranked ones. But that's okay. And in terms of ranking the album, it's, it's definitely above title, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So you've gone for To Your Love. You've uh, accepted my my authority on this. Yes. Okay. I wondered I wondered if you might go for Fast As You Can on this one, because I think that's quite a strong single as well. That's the other song I have as the lowest. Oh, is it? That surprises me. I thought you would quite like that. Yeah. I mean, those those two are the ones I would least likely pick. And of the last, other than the last song, obviously. Which I do like. I like I Know. I say my favourite two are To Your Love and Get Gone. And then Paper Bag would probably be third. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got Paper Bag and A Mistake top. And then I think I've got On The Record and The Way Things Are as my sort of next two. Yeah, I like The Way Things Are as well. And Limp, I also yeah. had. Limp is next on my uh, scoring system. On The Record isn't a song on the album, though. Do you mean On The Bound? Possibly. It could be just my writing. Uh, Hold on. Okay, we're back to that. It's track again, one. Yeah, On track The Bound. One, yeah, On The Bound. Okay, I was looking for On The Record thinking... Where the hell's that one? Yeah, it's just my eyesight, I think, because I have written on... I've, I've put on the round, actually, not the record. So it's still wrong. Just, all right, but so not as wrong as record. Um, anyway, so we have that one ranked top. Yep. And then we move on. A mere uh, six years later, <laughs> we have um, Extraordinary Machine. Where do you stand with this one? Well, for me, it, it feels like sort of a continuation of the previous album but a bit less accessible so it sort of feels like it, it's similar in terms of what it's trying to do it's a little bit more just her and a little bit less full band a lot of the time which is is sometimes good because it gives it a little bit more intimacy but on the other hand it gives it a little bit less variety so i kind of like this a bit less because it feels a bit like more of the same but slightly less so it doesn't feel like a particularly positive progression so it i think it's good but i think it's much patchier and i think the the good songs aren't quite as good and there's a couple more in there that i find less interesting where do you where about you um, i think i largely agree with you i don't think i do think it's 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 patchy she's kind of gone back to all the things i criticized title for in that the songs are a bit long it's patchy and um and there are just some weaker songs i think the good bits that are on there are actually better on when the porn. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, and I, I agree. It is. It does definitely overlap when the porn, but it is slightly different. It is a bit jazzier, and she's gone a little bit percussive, which we'll see increase through the other albums as well. Yeah. So it's, it, it is kind of an overlap, but for me, it, it doesn't work as well. It's it's all right, but it, it's just um, it's just not as good as the last album. I don't think. Yeah, I think I'd probably be slightly more positive about it than you are being there. Because I, I do think it's it, its high points are still very good. It's just that that's 
not every, you know on when the porn it was kind of almost all the songs with a couple of exceptions whereas this one it just feels like it's kind of maybe half or, or slightly more than half the songs i think are really good and I, I do quite like what she's trying to do but i think she does it better later so i'd be slightly more positive than you're saying there but which songs are you going to go for well i would be going for i think one of um oh sailor window or please 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 okay does that mean you wouldn't be going to those well no i do i do like oh sailor well i do like yeah no i like them all please 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 of would be my favorite of those three that's definitely on my list please 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 i i would probably my favorite is probably number eight oh well along with please 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 okay i didn't think you'd pick that yeah i, I do really like that I do like. It sounds um, a bit, um, bit like Divine Comedy to me musically. Oh really? Which one? Oh yeah, well. Yeah, the, the orc, um No, oh well. I thought the orchestral bits were a bit Divine Comedy. Yeah, well, the, yeah. I hadn't thought about that actually, or noticed that, but I do really like that song. I think lyrically, it's really, really strong. As she often is. I think lyrically, she's she's really quite. For me, she's one of those few musicians that I really do sort of perk my ears up and and listen to the lyrics, and I think they're pretty strong and oh well. I also really like track 11, Not About Love, the last track. Extraordinary Machine at the beginning is quite good, but a bit less so. I would say Getting Back and O Sailor I also really like. A parting Gift. Those would be about sort of the half of the album that I like best. Okay. So I think we've covered just over half the album then. Well, So, those... so where, where do you want to go with the tracks? Well, you said Please, Please, Please and O Sailor, didn't you? Yes, and something else. Let me find. Window. You said Window. You said Window. Let me just... I would say, let me think, do I prefer Window? I probably prefer Window to O Sailor. Okay. So I would say Window and Please, Please, Please then. Seeing as you put my track off, When the Porn, let's put your track on this one. So ranking-wise, I think we've established it's not above When the Porn. Yeah, definitely not. Do you want it above Tidal or not? Yes, I would put it above Tidal. Would you? Well, I think it's a tricky one i think that that's similar i think because titles a bit more different but ultimately if i was going to listen to one of them i would probably go for extraordinary machine out, yeah. out of those two just but i think because title is a little bit more different from extraordinary machine seems like a sort of a, a poor a poor man's when the porn really so i'm kind of putting it down a bit whereas actually it probably is still actually better than title so I'm fighting with those the emotions from that one. Well, I, 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 I get your point and I can see where you're coming from. And it seems to be that sort of age old argument of, you know, interest, interestingness versus something that sounds quite fresh and new, which Tidal was with Extraordinary Machine, which is a bit more of the same, but actually probably done better than Tidal was done. So I, I, I do get your argument, but I think the sort of the acid test is, would you put it on? What order would you put them on the, the turntable? I think like you, I'd put Extraordinary Machine on before I would put Tidal on. Tidal feels a little bit kind of, what do I want to say? I, I, I've got the word immature in my head, but that's not quite what I mean. It just, it does feel, a l- I don't know, just Extraordinary Machine just feels like a, a, a much better piece of work, a much more, uh, do you know what I mean? Tidal feels, what am I trying to say? Do you know? I think you're trying to say it's better. Well, I am, but I was trying to be a little bit more articulate, but I yeah. actually didn't have any words. I know, I know what you mean, because I think... Which is a problem when you're trying to be articulate if you haven't actually got the words. Because mm. I think it, it is sort of a bit sort of more mature and accomplished and polished. Yeah, I think that's what bit. I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's probably like... I guess what you'd expect, because it's something like eight or nine years in between the two albums, isn't it? So Yeah. But from a technical point of view, I imagine she's a, a lot, lot more sort of accomplished and i think that's probably coming across on the album too well you see somebody who i think is a better songwriter a, a deeper lyricist um i think title sometimes came across as a bit melodramatic whereas i don't think you can accuse with that anymore i think it is a much a more mature album i don't really want to say that because i still think title was was really good but yeah anyway in short i'm trying to say i think it is a more accomplished album it's better so i think it goes above but I do. I feel a bit bad saying it because I think Tidal was a remarkable achievement for somebody who was so young. It was a remarkable achievement anyway, irrespective of age. But especially when you... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope she's not listening. Yeah, this is going I've to... Blown um, my chances. I've blown my chances if she's listening. 
This is going to sharpen your editing skills anyway, fella. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, you happy to move on? So, we're putting it above title. Above title, yeah. Yeah, we're, okay. I'm great. not going to argue on that one. I'm kind of happy happy either way, to be honest. But Okay. The, the other two, I think, that were coming to are clear for me where I want them, so... Okay, interesting. That that those two are the are the things that those two I think are the ones that are sort of close in the ranking. Everything else to me is completely clear. Okay, uh, this, this, that sounds a little bit scary. I'm, I'm slightly nervous now. So go on then. We're moving on. You got another big long title to okay, read out yeah. now. So we've got another ridiculously long title, 2012, and we've got the idler wheel is wiser than the driver of the screw, and whipping cords will serve you more than ropes will ever do. Which is a nice. Uh, phrase i think yeah but i think having sort of the jokes being done with having a silly long title yeah but but yes yeah a nice bit of writing but yeah, yeah. not a but it, it does shorten quite nicely into the idle idler wheel which is quite a nice title yeah yeah true and um ultimately it doesn't really matter does it if the title's uh, a bit long yeah so what do you make of this album well i think this one was a little bit more controversial in in one sense well i think between us it will be a little bit more controversial perhaps because i think it's a a more unusual album it's it's quite empty sounding i think because it's it's mainly just fiona and the piano Uh, so just voice and piano or or not a lot else so it does feel a little bit more empty but then it feels i think extremely intimate i think there is something really uh open and and well intimate about the way that she sort of writing the songs and singing the songs on this album so i think it's it's but that in a sense makes it quite samey so although i think it it starts very strongly and ends very very strongly i think in the middle it all does kind of blur a little bit for me so i think there are moments which i think are quite uh you know really good it does tend to sort of feel a bit samey as you go through a bit much for muchness and i kind of struggle to remember which song is which apart from the beginning and the end which are my my two favorite tracks i'll reveal that now okay i think it's it's it, it is interesting because there, there are bits as well in there where she sounds so and i don't know how to say this without sounding ridiculously pretentious but there is there's certain things that she says where because she is so kind of communicative and so it feels like a sort of soul is being bared you kind of really get to know how she feels about stuff and because obviously she's a woman she's singing from a woman's perspective so it's from a man's perspective you kind of feel like you're getting insight into the experience of being a woman. <laughs> Does that sound ridiculously pretentious? Um, I, I don't know. But for me, that really comes through in this album. I just think, oh my God, she's like, oh, you know, this is how it feels to be a woman. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just something about it. I don't know if you know what I mean. No, not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I'm talking rubbish. Well, I don't know. It's how it affects you, isn't it? It's obviously yeah. uh, got through to you in on some way. Yeah, it definitely has on some level. Definitely. But it's moments in this album that sort of get through to me and I think, you know, and I'm kind of moved by them. But it is it is moments and, and that's kind of all it is, as I say, apart from the first and last songs. Okay. So, so your favourite songs, first and last, so Every Single Night and Hot Knife. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe you like Hot Knife. That's my worst. Oh, I think that's a fantastic song. So, I mean, I've, I think it's... She seems to sort of... I think probably like you're saying about being more personal, actually just seems to be sort of less humour in this one within the lyrics. Yeah. Um, musically, I think there's le- there's fewer hooks, with the exception of Valentine, which is just hooks and not really anything else. And it just all sounds a bit like a 1950s jazz musical soundtrack to me. And I've, I'm not really a fan I I agree it starts stronger and then tails off, but I don't think it finishes strongly. But yeah, it's it's I'm not um, not a fan of this one. Well, I, I mean, I think I, I I do quite like the way you've summed it up there. I think that's quite good. I, I kind of don't really disagree with you, apart from obviously the song Hot Knife, which I think is one of her strongest songs of her entire career, actually. I think it's a great song. I'm, so I'm slightly bamboozled by that. We might have to slug it out on that one. Mm-hmm. I think but, if... Of the albums we've rated so far, I have it scored the lowest. Right. I can kind of see why. I can see why. Uh, it's kind of what I expected you to say, because I think it's a least accessible album as well. Yeah, I think if you're saying it has less hooks and more of a jazz soundtrack, I think that's what made me think that 
you won't really like this one. But I thought you would. I thought you would like Hot Knife. I have to say, I thought you'd be uh, raving about that. Um, uh, I'm, I kind of don't really know what to say. But you do this to me sometimes. You you, you sort of come out with an opinion about something that I think is a surefire success, and you come in there, you know, banging on about how crap it is, and it always surprises me. <laughs> it sort of comes out of the blue. Yeah. So, what tracks do you want to pick? Well, I know what tracks you want to pick. What tracks do you want to pick? Is the, fair is the enough. Question. Um, well, I my highest. So we've got so every single night is one of my highest. So I think we'll probably put that in. My favourite track is Werewolf. Oh yeah, okay. And then I've got Valentine as well. But as I said, it's it's kind of I think it's just because of the hooks. It uh, makes it a sort of nicer listen. So they're kind of my top three. So we can put in every single night is in both of our top twos. Yeah. So we should put that in. Well, my other two uh, higher ranked songs probably are Daredevil and Anything We Want. Do you have those anywhere near the top? Daredevil is nearer the top. <laughs> Anything else? What else is on your list? Let me have a look. So, in, so I've got Werewolf, then Valentine, then Every Single Night, and then it would be Daredevil and... What's that word? P- periphery. Yeah, I quite like Periphery. Yeah, but I mean Daredevil's up there with that, so we could go with Daredevil if you want. Did I say that? Yeah, okay. Daredevil, yeah. If you're okay with that, yeah. Every single night in yeah, Daredevil. Yeah. It's one of my sort of... It's in the top half, definitely. And so, ranking the album, I personally would put it at the bottom. Would you like to challenge that? Not with much gusto. I mean, I would... It wouldn't be bottom of my list. Tidal would would be below it. So, for me, it would be above Tidal. But I, I don't... I think it's a close-run thing. And I'm happy for it to stay at the bottom okay we will leave it there then and we will move on to 2020 bang up to date fetch the bolt cutters a great title i think yeah taken from the tv series the fallen apparently oh is it i didn't know that gillian anderson says it i think uh, i don't know if you've seen it but it sort of dark slow crime thing where she's chasing uh, um, a serial killer and at some point, I think they're trying to break into somewhere and she says, oh, go fetch the bolt cutters. And she just liked the phrase. Yeah, I like the phrase as well. And, and the way she uses it here in, in the lyrics of the of the song of the same name. So, yeah, I, I want you to go first. I want you to tell me what you think of this album first. OK. This is a, a fairly new one, so it still sounds quite fresh to my ears. I think f- progressing from the last one, I, t- I think it's um, it's a lot more percussive and a lot more jazzy and... Although I don't mind the percussive, I don't really like the jazzy. I really, I just don't like it. I don't have much constructive to say, because I do think it's a bit like the Idler Wheel, but just less listenable. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's virtually unlistenable. I, 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 I th- well, gosh, I don't know what to say. Again, again, I am floored by your, uh, <laughs> by your... Uh, opinion on this i mean it's 51 minutes long as well you know and i think she's done this a bit it, it's it's a thing with the 90s this people who released stuff on streaming and sort of in the 90s for uh when the, there was no vinyl restricting length but i think it's another one that's suffering from being too long yeah I, well i i actually think this is a really strong album uh, i i kind of think it's it, it is similar to the idler wheel in the sense that it feels a little bit like she's doing quite a lot of this on her own and and I think some of it might benefit from a slightly fuller sound here and there. Some of the songs feel a little bit underwritten, uh, which, as I said, I've, I felt was true on Tidal more, perhaps more than the the albums in between, which may be because of the position she's in now where she can just release what she wants when she wants. She doesn't necessarily get the challenge that she might have got earlier in her career to write things that were more structured or more complete. So I do think there is she's guilty occasionally of one idea being dragged out across a whole song. Um, and I kind of feel for songs like Under the Table are a little bit like that. And the last couple of songs, Drum Set and On I Go, I think are a bit weaker. Similarly so, feel a little bit unfinished. But Rack of His, perhaps another one. But I think there's some real high points in here, like Shemaker, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, Relay, Ladies, Heavy Balloon for her. I think there's some really, really strong songs that I, I think are the some of the best of her career. And I, th- I, I kind of quite like the overall sound of it as well. I think it sounds, it's quite edgy. It is quite jazzy in places, which I don't mind. But it also feels a little bit like, which she always is, she's very idiosyncratic and it feels that way. It's very kind of individual. And I don't know, I, I kind of feel it It mostly works really well. So I 
I obviously have a very different view of it than you do. Yeah, completely. Would you be able to pick out any tracks at all then? Not really. I think this is probably up to you. I mean, there's a few I, I've kind of got this sort of ranked in two groups of like half of the album I think is worse than the other half. So if you want to sort of pick two or three tracks and then I'll, we'll see where we go. Well, the ones I said, Shemaker, uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, Relay, Ladies, Heavy Balloon and For Her are probably my favourites. And of those, the top ones, I'd probably say Shemaker, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, Relay and Heavy Balloon. So of those four. So I think we'll go for then Shemelka and Heavy Balloon. Yeah, that's fine for me. Shemaker and Heavy Balloon. I love Heavy Balloon. I think that's one of my favourites, of, of again, of the her whole discography. So on the on the ranking, the album ranking, again, I would put this at the bottom, but I'm guessing you wouldn't. No, not at all. I would be... I was kind of trying to decide whether or not I thought it was top or whether When the Porn was top. And I was... I couldn't quite decide. And I kind of... Well, I did the could top. I just put in? Because I can decide. Well, There's <laughs> no way this is going top. So just put that out of your mind right away. Well, I think that at this point in time, and just kind of talking about my own view, we can obviously compromise, come to a compromise position later. But I, I was wondering, is this top? And I kind of, when I, when I did the numbers of the songs and kind of tried to do it that mathematical, scientific way, then when the porn comes out top, primarily because I think this has three or four songs that just feel unfinished or a bit weaker. But I actually prefer this album. But part of that is because it's new. So it's fresher sounding, whereas When the Porn I've been listening to for whatever it is, 20 years or something. So I'm a bit more bored of it. Whereas Fetch the Bolt Cutters all feels new, fresh, full of life, edgy, angsty. So for me, it it is my current favourite. But I would happily allow it to slip to second place. That would certainly be within my thinking. So I've generously allowed it to go to second place. That is very big of you. Thank you. I'm just wondering how further down it should be, really. Well, it depends. Well, in my opinion, not at all. Mm. I, I mean, I do think it's, it, I do think it's definitely better than the Idler Wheel and Tidal. Well, and and Extraordinary Machine. It was just my my doubt was really just where it sat in the top two. So okay. I, I can't go lower than that. But obviously, you know, I'm happy to compromise because that's the purpose of this whole process. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if if you like it that much, we could maybe just have it in second. I mean, there's. I mean, for me, when the when the porn is so much above every other album by a country mile, and the other four, I don't think I would ever sort of bother listening to again. Well, so it doesn't make a massive difference, I think, where they're actually ranked. But if it was my ranking, it would be as this, but we've fetched a bulk to the bottom. In terms of the fact that the purpose of this is to try to get a balanced view, yeah, of us both. Sometimes we're both fans, sometimes one of us much more than the other. That's inevitable. But the point is that we try to get a balanced view. Just because I like Fiona Apple and you're less keen doesn't mean that I should win every argument. It still should be as best we can to try and to try and balance the views. Yeah, but I mean, that was kind of my point. Is, is I, I think with the other albums, I'm actually less bothered at all. So bearing in mind the fact that you are bothered and you really like the album... It could go up to second. Okay. But whereas then. I think When the Porn is a good album, I quite like that. And I probably will listen to that again. Whereas the others, I, I, I won't. Well, I'm happy for you to seed it into second place. I just want to make sure we've been thorough. I don't want to get there by cheeky means. I think so. I think because of my disinterest in all the other albums, it, it kind of works. Well, there we go then. So it's been decided it's the second place album. Which just seems a bit ridiculous, but okay. It could be first, I agree. <laughs> yeah. So fifth place is The Idler Wheel. In fourth place is Tidal. In third place is Extraordinary Machine. In second place is Fetch the Bolt Cutters. And the top album is When the Porn. At least that's the short name. And see that silly smile on your face. I think you're waiting for me to say something when I, I was. was doing Fetch the Bolt Cutters. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I really thought you would. But I thought, no, I have to give uh, the Jeffrey List the true respect it deserves. You were very mature. So we're about three weeks on now. 
John, long. you're the fiel- well, something like that. I, I haven't time done fly. the research in terms of actually looking at a calendar, <laughs> but it, it's something like that, I think. That level of research is beyond you, I take it. Well, I, I, I just didn't want to put in the hours, to be honest. Right, well, anyway. It, it, feels, it feels right. It's about, about three weeks, I think. It, it's, um, yeah, it's more like two weeks, but anyway. Okay. But anyway, you're the Fiona Apple fan here. Yes. What about our ranking? Has it been keeping you up at night, or, or are you happy? I think happy's the wrong word, probably. But it's quite difficult. And I I was thinking about this earlier. I was trying to work out what my problem was with it. And I think because the albums are so far apart from each other. So for me, Fetch the Bolt Cutters as the newest album is much, much more interesting than When the Pawn. So it's quite hard to sort of remember actually When the Pawn is a great album. And it's just that I've basically been listening to that for 20 years i mean obviously other things as well not just that but because it's sort of only thing for many years so i sort of i'm not quite sure but i i i prefer felt fetch the bolt cutters than when the porn but i don't i don't know if it's better or not or if it's just it's fresher to me and then my other kind of thing is the idler wheel i don't i'm not entirely sure i'm comfortable with it being at the bottom well you asked you asked yes i did I'm reasonably happy with the list, apart from Fetch the Bolt Cutters, obviously, should be a lot lower down. Well, you said that, and I think when... I don't know, this may end up getting edited out, but tell me why Fetch the Bolt Cutters for you is, and I quote, unlistenable. Well... Justify yourself. I'm not... Well, it, it's hard to... It, it just sounds like some sort of dreadful musical... Well, the people singing have got smug, bloody smiles on the face, and it's—I don't know—it's just—I just don't. It doesn't sound anything like a musical. It—it it does. You like things like the Divine Comedy and stuff like that, which to me is much more theatrical in tone. My Life Story, Cud. These I see as more uh, potentially crossover with music. Even Muse, we mentioned that in Muse at some time. Queen. I don't see that at all in this case. I mean, I know it's your point of view. I don't mean to to, to invalidate it, but it is invalid. <laughs> no, obviously. But I, I just don't see that in it. That's why it kind of surprises me. It doesn't feel theatrical or musical at all. Yeah, I mean, I felt that about the Idler Wheel as well, I think. that They both sort of gave me that sort of, you know, 50s sort of jazz musical type of vibe and I think Fetch the Bolt because it's just turned up to 11 and I just yeah it's just far too much I I, I just can't listen to it I, I yeah I mean it's you know like sometimes you know someone says that they disagree they don't like a, a song or whatever and you, you can sort of see why and I can kind of see the Idler Wheel I think is a little bit of an empty sounding album because it's mainly just her with a piano or her with an instrument uh, or a couple of instruments or whatever and it does feel like there's less there it's all a bit more samey so i think it's got a lot going for it and it's got that kind of quite sort of intimate feel we talked about i can kind of understand why would people might find it harder to engage with but i don't see how you can say it's sort of like a musical that's all and fetch the bolt cutters i can see there are parts of it i don't i don't think are necessarily that great or anything but i like a musical do you have you have you do you know what a musical is Yes, I've I've seen a couple. So it's like Joseph is amazing technical bolt cutters. Is that how you sort of well, see this? Not not like an Andrew Lloyd Webber one. Well, like sort of funny girl. But it's just well, not that I've seen that. But yes, more that kind Barbara of Barbara Streisand vehicle. Yeah, it's kind of like more that thing. And I, I've probably not seen the kind of musical that I'm imagining it to be. I don't think anybody has, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what sort of came into my head when I was listening to it. It's like yeah. Well, I can imagine, it, but in a way, it's kind of like complimentary because I suppose it makes it a little bit sort of cinematic and visual and things. But it's something that I would walk out of the cinema or turn the telly off, unfortunately. So I asked you to listen again to the two tracks from the from the playlist that we'd chosen from Felch the Bot Cutters, which were Shamaker and Heavy Balloon, which we sort of settled on as being probably our Venn diagram of songs we liked. So that was in the intersection. Did yeah. Did you do as you were told? I did. I listened to them twice. And? Do you like them anymore? They confirmed my opinion of the album. I despair. I really do. At least you did as you were told. Spent like 50 years trying to boss you about. It's never got anywhere before. So at least I managed to get you to do something that I asked. I suppose that's some something to take from this. 
yeah, look look for your positives because I think that's the only one out of that bit, that exercise. So we did mention potential extra tracks as well. A couple that I asked you to listen to that I thought might possibly go on there. Tibelissa wasn't massively convinced of, of the two or three that are suggested for you, but uh, they, they were what I thought might make an argument perhaps. So we'll, we'll go through those if that's okay. Yep, go for it. Okay, so she did the theme tune for a programme called The Affair, a TV programme which uh, I watched the first series of. It was all right. But I did quite like the theme tune. I thought it was quite quite sort of impactful and quite, and quite moving. But sometimes something works as the theme tune but not necessarily as a song. And I am kind of suspect this might be in that camp. I'm not sure. What did you think of Container from The Affair? It, it's hard to say here. I can't come up with anything insightful. I thought it was kind of okay, and I, I wasn't excited by it or or anything. When you went back to listen to it, wondering whether it does stand up on its own, what did you think? Well, I kind of thought it wasn't as good as I remembered it. I, I think it really suited... It, it did its job brilliantly, in the sense that you're watching the start of this TV programme, you've got this kind of quite intense music and you're watching the ocean as she's singing about the ocean. And it works well there, but it's only one minute, nine seconds. And I just thought, no, it probably doesn't stand up. So it it wasn't what I'd remembered, or at least it didn't stand up in in this context. Um, That doesn't mean it's not a great song for a theme tune, of course, but in this context, I didn't didn't really feel it worked. So I wasn't really going to argue for that one. Okay. So should we not put that on the list then? Yeah, Yeah, I don't think I've got a case. But but at the end of that series, as which I didn't watch to the end of the series, but I, I know that she sort of sang the outro of what I presume was the concluding episode, which was she did a version of The Whole of the Moon from The Water Boys, which is a song I like from The Water Boys. And her version of it, I kind of thought was okay, but then I found a live version on YouTube, which I thought was really good. And I forced you to watch that. So that's my second suggestion. Okay. I've only seen the live version, not the... I didn't find a recorded version. But um, I'm not a fan. I don't I don't know what she's trying to do vocally, whether she's trying to do um, a Mike Scott impression or whether she's doing something, but it doesn't work for me. Mike Scott impression? Um, yeah. Who's Mike Scott? He's the Waterboys singer. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I kind of felt that she wasn't at all because the Waterboys song is quite... Uh, it's quite like love song almost, whereas she filled it with bitterness, I thought. So I thought she was doing something very different from him. Yeah, I thought it was one of the two. I couldn't really work out which it was, but um, I, I prefer the Waterboys version. Okay. I, I, I do think her main recorded version of it is a little flat. I don't think it's anything particularly special, but I did think that that live version that I tweeted as well, um, I thought that was much better and... F- to me felt that it was kind of humming more with life and was the, the the original recorded version I felt was a little flat and wasn't really adding much beyond what the Water Boys did. And the Water Boys song, it, it do it very well as well. So, um, But anyway, it's not on Spotify, is it? It isn't. Oh, I can't find it. Well, okay. But um, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it sounds like it. You're bloody hard to please, aren't you? Yes, very, yeah. Yeah. So the only other thought I had at the time was her version of the Beatles, John Lennon song Across the Universe, which was on the Beatles album Let It Be, of course, which is, I think, one of a really good Beatles song, but was it a good Fiona Apple song, which was, I believe, from the tra- soundtrack of Pleasantville? Yeah, it is, yeah. So what do we think of this version? I like this. So it's, yeah, like you say, it's a nice song and it, it's a nice version of it. And I did look up the date and it is the date is around the when the porn album so i think it kind of fits in with me liking stuff from around that era but not really much else so is there enough there to us to add it as an extra track do you think is there enough reason to i think so why not it's an, i know it's a cover version but you know it's a nice sort of song to finish the list off yeah i mean it is a cover version but we do okay do we i don't know can't remember if we had cover versions. <laughs> Can't remember. I, I'm not sure we have a definite rule on it. I think no. we're fine. It, it's just well, it came up. It, it sort of came up with Muse, didn't it? And um, feeling good, and I guess Talking Heads as well, which take me to the river. But I don't think we put either of those on. So we're now saying we can put cover versions on if we want to. <laughs> so there you go. 
That's a watertight legal argument. We um, we put on what we want. Yeah, but then we pretend that we're actually sticking to some kind of um, pseudo-legal framework. Yes. Well, th- there is a sort of guideline, isn't there? Yeah, f- supposedly. Supposedly. Of course, it's, it's quite clearly paper thin. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that we forgot to mention, as always, which we always do, is the album cover. So I wanted to just get your take on the album covers and the sort of the packaging around it. Do you have any... I mean, let's, let's let's go through them. Title, there's only what, four or five albums, so title is a sort of a fairly sort of close-up of her face. Yeah. Well, it's it's just a picture of her, isn't it? Yeah. Let's not get too excited. Well, she she is very attractive, but uh, yeah, it's not a particularly good album cover, I don't think. As you say, it's just a face, isn't it? Yeah. So then when the porn, the album cover is a picture of her face, although this time in red. Yeah, they've panned out a bit though, so you can actually see her face properly. See a bit more of her, yeah. Any thoughts? I think it, it, it's it's fine. Again, nothing too exciting, but it, it's designed obviously to have the, the super long title on it as well, isn't it? Yeah, have the whole poem on there. So, so that fits on nicely. But I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing amazing, particularly. But no, you know, she does have the sort of fake. I don't know if it's fake. Actually, it could be genuine. But the handwriting—it's not like a proper text on which she tends to stick with as well mm-hmm. which is why on the um on the jeffrey podcast um artwork the the writing at the bottom is like a faux handwritten as well because she does that on her records that's in homage indeed to yes. uh, fiona apple there you oh, go yeah. i'm always thinking she will be very honored when she listens to this and finds out that yeah artwork by harmer is uh it's not by harmer no are oh, you talking about no, the writing I did this one Oh, you did Fiona Apple, so it's from. I did Fiona Apple. Oh, okay. I do like the red hat on the piano, or blue hat. Sorry, is it blue? It's it's not a hat, isn't it? It's a teacup. Oh, I thought it was a hat. <laughs> is it blue or red? I can't even remember now. Blue. It's a sort of purple color. Right. Yeah. I'm color blind. I like the blue teacup on the piano, I like because it, it. The rest of it's quite red, isn't it? And then you've got this sort of blue thing, which I kind of quite. It's like all that. red and black except for that purple cup. And the other bit, which is my favourite bit, which is there's a little light on a microphone, which is a blue light, and there's a tiny little bit of blue paper just glued onto it. Oh, I haven't seen that. Hang on. Let me go and have a look. Where did I put it? Right, so I'm looking at it now. Yeah, oh yeah, the little blue light on the microphone. I hadn't noticed that. That's a nice little detail. And uh, looking at the purple cup now, it uh, still looks like a hat. So I, I do really quite like the cover of when the porn i found it quite i don't know there's something quite i don't know coming with the word but there's something about it that i find my eyes really drawn to it quite a lot i just look at it quite a lot so i i despite the fact that it's just a picture of a face with a poem written on the side uh, there's something about it which i think it's sort of well balanced or i don't know whatever it is i just find it quite appealing which i don't particularly like her album covers but that one i no, do i think because it's monochrome like it is I mean, it does kind of give it an air of sort of gives it a sort of an atmosphere, yeah, and a sort of style, which it doesn't really have on the other albums, particularly. No, absolutely not. And I think the next one, "Extraordinary Machine," it's a very odd album cover. That I'm not entirely sure what it is, but I wouldn't say that I particularly liked it, or indeed liked it at all. No, no, I, I don't know what it is either, and it's not. Um, I agree. I don't think it, it's that nice either. No, it looks like some sort of peas in a pod sort of thing, but it, it clearly isn't, or beans in a some kind of casing. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it does look like some kind of sort of green bean thing, doesn't it? Which yeah. doesn't really fit in with being a machine. But I suppose life, organic life, is a sort of an extraordinary machine. I guess, I mean, that's what she's saying in the song, I'm an extraordinary machine, meaning organic life but i don't think organic life is best represented by a broad bean i think it, it it achieves higher life has achieved greater heights than the bean it's my controversial view on beans yeah it wouldn't be top of your list was it the examples of um life no it's not the sort of the culmination of evolution well, i don't even like green beans so i'd definitely not pick it not a big fan myself so the the that's that sort of odd cover for extraordinary machine, what looks like some vegetable matter, bean-like vegetable matter, it within its sort of natural casing, but clustering in a way that I've never seen in nature. 
So I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but it's a bit weird. I suppose it is eye-catching. But then a very different cover for the idler wheel. What's do you have any thoughts on that one? It it's quite it's quite ugly. She's got the silly long title again, which I was thinking about, and I think she should have just called it the idler wheel and not done the long title. Yeah, I think so. I think her other option, which to be fair, she's missed the boat on this one, is actually just have ridiculously long titles for every album. So if you do it for every album, the joke continues. But because she's done it once and then had another album and then done it again, I, I think she's um, she's missed the boat on that one. Well, she seems to be doing alternate albums. So it depends what happens next. So if the next one is a, a long title, then she, she's apparently doing it alternately. Yeah, she's blown it for me, though. I think she she's, um, just needs to not do it. Yeah, I think doing it once with When the Poem was fine because it is a really nice poem. I, I do really like it. But then... It does feel like you're sort of repeating a trick not quite as well, not quite for the right reasons. Well, I don't know what the reasons are, but last time she had reason. So, yeah, and then The Idler Wheel is a perfectly decent album title, perfectly good album Mm. title. Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, It's interesting. Yeah, I think most of her album titles... curious. Her album titles, I think, are good. But, yeah, it's, it's, again, as you say, it's a fairly sort of ugly... Is that the word? I mean, it's what you said, but I don't know. I'm not convinced of it i find it a maybe bit messy then messy oh, yeah, yeah. somewhere around there it, it's sort of messy and yeah it's, it's, it's she looks almost feline on it yeah i don't i, I wouldn't say i like it but then talking of messy covers you've got to fetch the bolt cutters which is what do you think about this one as a cover not a lot i mean it looks it looks very homemade it does doesn't it and um seeing as it's in 2020 it very possibly was but well, yeah, maybe I mean, you could probably got a graphic designer on online. So yeah, it does look a bit homemade. I mean, I love the title "Fetch the Bolt Cutters," but the yeah, the album cover to me doesn't work at all. It does look homemade, and and not in that kind of charming way that something kind of infantile and could can look quite quite good. It just looks. A bit- 